Good morning and welcome to worship. Whether you're joining us online uh, or by the phone, we're so glad that you are here, that even during this, t- even during this time, we could be together to worship God. And I hope that you will find ways to actively participate in this worship service, um, speaking aloud the responses, standing at the times that we usually stand, if that is comfortable for you. Uh, find ways to make this more than just watching on a screen, but participating in worshiping God, uh, even in this distant way. And it is so good to be together, gathered around the presence of Christ in word and sacrament. A few announcements before we begin. Uh, A reminder that our annual meeting will take place on January 30th, a couple of Sundays from now. And uh, it's that time of year where we put together our annual report. Uh, So if you have a year-end report to send in, uh, please get that to Dina uh, this week so that we can start putting together that report. Um, And if you have any questions, feel free to talk to Dina or, or I about that. Uh, that annual meeting will be an online meeting, and we'll be sending out logout in, login information for that soon. Also want to remind you that if you uh, purchased a poinsettia plant for Christmas, um, that we have those here still. They're down in the lower narthex so they can get some sun, but you can stop in during the week and pick those up if you have one here. Finally, uh, next Sunday after church, so not today, but next Sunday, we're going to have an online listening session about a use of space proposal we've received. There's a church near here that um, has been worshiping uh, near our neighborhood, and they are about to lose their worship space, and so they're looking around for potential places where they could worship, and they are interested in possibly renting uh, Trinity's lower uh, space on Trinity's lower level for worship. If you have questions or concerns or thoughts about that, uh, we invite you to come to that listening session next Sunday. Uh, Finally, I just encourage you to uh, pray for our uh, Jewish siblings and all those who um, were so uh, uh, affected by um, the hostage situation in Texas um, at Congregation Beth Israel. Uh, just thinking about how they were gathering for online worship in their synagogue yesterday when that happened, and how we pray for them and for all involved, and for all who may be feeling fearful today. So we we come into worship, into the presence of God, with the needs and concerns of our community, but of the wider world. Welcome to worship. I invite you to stand if that's comfortable for you. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who creates us, redeems us, and calls us by name. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you and your beloved children. We have turned our faces away from your glory when it did not appear as we expected. 
We have rejected your word when it made us confront ourselves. We have failed to show hospitality to those you called us to welcome. Accept our repentance for the things we have done and the things we have left undone. For the sake of Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us and lead us, that we may bathe in the glory of your Son born among us and reflect your love for all creation. Amen. Rejoice in this good news. In Christ Jesus, your sins are forgiven. You are descendants of the Most High, adopted into the household of Christ, and inheritors of eternal life. Live as freed and forgiven children of God. Amen.
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. Lord God, source of every blessing, you shored forth your glory and led many to faith by the works of your Son, who brought gladness and salvation to his people. Transform us by the spirit of his love, that we may find our life together in him. Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Please be seated. Our first reading is from Isaiah chapter 62. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest, until her vindication shines out like the dawn, and her salvation like a burning torch. The nations shall see your vindication, and all the kings your glory, and you shall be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will give. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord, and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. You shall no more be termed forsaken, and your land shall no more be termed desolate. But you shall be called, my delight is in her, and your land married. For the Lord delights in you, and your land shall be married. For as a young man marries a young woman, so shall your builder marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. From Psalm 36. Your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens, and your faithfulness to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the strong mountains, your justice like the great deep. You save humankind and animals, O Lord. How priceless is your love, O God! All people take refuge under the shadow of your wings. They feast upon the abundance of your house. You, you give, give them, them drink, drink from, from the, the river, river of, of your, your delights. For with you is the well of life, and in your light we see light. Continue, Continue your, your loving kindness to those who know you, and your, and your favor to those who are true of heart. Our second reading comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were enticed and led astray to idols that could not speak. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking by the Spirit of God ever says, let Jesus be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. Now, there are varieties of gifts but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, 
and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the discernment of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are activated by one and the same spirit who allots to each one individually just as the spirit chooses. Word of God, word of life. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. The Holy Gospel according to John, the second chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, Fill the jars with water, and they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the steward called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and then the inferior, inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. By the leading of a star, he was shown forth to all nations. In the waters of the Jordan, you proclaimed him your beloved son. And in the miracle of water turned to wine, he revealed your glory. These words are how our preface introduces Holy Communion in the season after Epiphany. In a moment at the table, you will hear me say, It is indeed right, our duty, and our joy. But in this season, that prayer, that praise, praises God for the leading of a star, for Christ's baptism in the Jordan, and for the miracle of water turned into wine. 
For the past few weeks, I've been trying to connect these three stories as epiphany stories, as strung together as epiphanies of our Lord. Christians throughout the centuries have seen in the star, in Christ's baptism, and in the miracle of water turned into wine, examples of revelation about who Jesus is and what Jesus means for us. Epiphany means to show forth or to reveal or to illuminate. Last week I shared about the Epiphany hymn of St. Ambrose that connects these three stories. That was over 1,700 years ago. And today I simply want to point out that our communion liturgy, even today, holds these three stories together in Epiphany. If today's Gospel text is an Epiphany, our question becomes, what does this story reveal to us about Jesus? How does it illuminate Christ for us? So the story goes from John's Gospel. Jesus and his disciples and his mother are all at a wedding feast in Cana of Galilee. Now, wedding celebrations in this time and place could last seven days or more. Life was short, travel was difficult, and they didn't have the same noisy things that fill our days. So I imagine if you had a reason to celebrate, a reason to, for people to travel and be together, uh, if people were coming from out of town, you made sure that the party lasted a few days, up to seven, perhaps. The trouble at this particular ban banquet in Cana is that they run out of wine on the third day. In other words, they still have more days to go. The party's not over. They have uh, maybe four more days yet to go in this party, but they don't have enough wine to keep it going. Commentators Malign and Rohrbaugh, who wrote the social science commentary on the Gospel of John, suggests that there's great dishonor in this moment. The fact that the family hosting the wedding has run out of wine threatens a serious loss of honor, they say. Friends, especially those from the inner group of wedding celebrants, usually sent gifts such as wine ahead of time to be available for the wedding. So a lack of wine even implies a lack of friends. Jesus' mother sees the problem and prods him to do something about it because she knows that he can. And there's this awkward exchange between Jesus and his mom. Woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. Now, in my imagination, there's something that happens between verse 4 and verse 5 when Jesus says this to his mother, and then when she transitions to telling the servants what to do. And in my imagination, it's a bit of a look, kind of that look you get from your mom at times. But the text kind of leaves that up to the imagination. It goes from Jesus objecting to Mary turning to the servants and simply saying, do whatever he tells you. She doesn't even reply to his objections. She just says to the servants, do whatever he tells you. They fill six stone water jars to the brim. And after drawing some out, they take it to the chief steward who calls over the bridegroom. Everyone serves the good wine first, but you have kept the good wine until now. The party was dead, but Jesus brought it back to life. And by providing wine for the celebration, commentators say that Jesus rescued the honor of the bridegroom. There is also an almost, uh, an almost comical, an over-the-top 
abundance to this story. Six stone water jars filled to the brim. A friend of mine, uh, Pastor Eric Doty, who lives in Minnesota, uh, did the math of how much wine we're talking about here. So the amount of wine is like 24 five-gallon Home Depot buckets of great wine. Each gallon would fill five of a normal-sized bottle of wine. And so we're talking about 600 bottles of great wine. Now, we could buy wine for, you know, $10, $11 a bottle, something like that. But this is the good stuff, we're told. So maybe, let's say, $30 a bottle. By that math, Jesus made $18,000 worth of wine for this newly married couple. Do you see the the -the over-the-top abundance here? The Gospel of John calls this miracle the first of Jesus' signs, and there will be a series of signs in the Gospel. But by using that word sign, he's saying that there's more going on here than just the miracle story on the surface. It's a miracle, but it's more than just a miracle. It's a parable that points beyond itself. It's a sign that's meant to point the way to what is to come and to the significance of Jesus for our lives. It's like a road sign that says, this way to abundant life. A few years ago, we were on a road trip in South Dakota, and we were passing through a town uh, that had significant road construction. And there was this orange sign that had a big arrow, and it said, Uh, abundant life, and pointed the way to abundant life. Now, it turns out that there was a Lutheran church called Abundant Life Lutheran Church in that town, but I thought that was so funny that I made Kristen, who was driving, circle the block so that I could get a picture of that orange sign. Uh, Because doesn't it feel like that sometimes? We've been given this promise of abundant life, and the world promises us abundance in so many ways. If you just make enough money, if you just own enough stuff, if you just have enough prestige, then you will have abundance but we're looking for that sign, uh, and sometimes it feels like the road is, un- like the road is uh, under construction and we need to detour, but we need a sign that says, this way to abundant life. And this story, the first of Jesus' signs, is like that road sign pointing us to something more, to God's abundance coming to life in the world. In saying that this is a sign, we know that there is more going on here. When the story says, this is happening on the third day, you might start to think about, when else are we talking about the third day? Jesus' resurrection, when he rose from the dead on the third day. Is this story a sign, foreshadowing, or pointing the way to the resurrection of Christ? This story is also a wedding, and it's also more than a wedding. We don't even know the name of the bride and bridegroom. In some ways, that's besides the point. Because throughout the scriptures, Weddings and wedding feasts in particular are signs of God's uh, coming uh, coming into the world, of God's dream coming true, that there will be this feast of rich food and well-aged wines, according to the prophet Isaiah. So when we hear that this is taking place at a wedding, it's like a sign pointing ahead to what God is dreaming for the whole world, a place where there is enough for everyone. And when we hear that this is a miracle regarding wine, we think as well about our, our weekly gathering around the sacrament of wine and bread. In a lot of ways, this story 
uh, parallels what will happen in John 6 with the feeding of the 5,000 when there is more than enough bread to go around for the crowds. Similarly here, there is an abundance of wine. We hear in this a sign that points ahead to our own encounter with Christ in communion. And finally, this sign points uh, in a way to the path of discipleship. I hear in Mary's words, do whatever he tells you, instruction not only for the servants in the story, not only for the disciples who come to believe in Jesus on this day, but also an instruction for us. That Mary, the mother of Jesus, points to Jesus and says, do whatever he tells you. She is a sign saying this is the way to abundant life. And so for me, this is a story about God's surprising abundance, of God's power to bring something out of nothing, life out of death, abundance out of scarcity. And don't we feel sometimes like that wedding couple or those servants when we encounter emptiness, when it feels like we are about to run out. But what the mother of Jesus says is that if we turn to Jesus, there will be a surprising abundance. It's not always the abundance we are looking for, but in following him, we trust that he has the power to bring something out of nothing, abundance out of scarcity. And so if you, like me, like all of us at different points in our life, are looking for that road sign saying, how do I find abundant life? Try dwelling and uh, letting yourself be saturated by this story, a story of God's surprising abundance, a story that points the way to what God is dreaming about, about what God will do in our world. Amen.
Spirit of the Lord is poured out upon us in abundance. So we are bold to pray for the church, the world, and all that God has made. By your Spirit, activate within your church gifts of faith, healing, and prophecy. Unite those who profess your name across congregations, denominations, and geographic boundaries. Open our hearts to recognize and celebrate surprising miracles. God of grace, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. Your creation reflects your generosity. Bless farmers, migrant farm workers, orchard keepers, ranchers, and all who tend the abundance of the land. Protect food and water sources from destruction that all can eat and drink and be satisfied. God of grace, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. By your spirit, grant wisdom, knowledge, and discernment to those who hold leadership positions at any level. Direct policymakers toward compassionate decisions that build up safe and just communities. Lead all authorities in seeking and serving the common good. God of grace, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. As Jesus provided generously in a moment of need, provide generous gifts of healing for those in need this day, especially Denia, Lynn, Harley, Kristen, and Bob. Provide abundantly for all who are hungry or thirsty, all seeking shelter, and all who seek peace. God of grace, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. You see us who are who we are and you delight in us. Embrace those struggling with self-worth, wrestling with self-identity, or facing significant life transition. Remind us that nothing can separate us from your love. God of grace, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. You bless all through the spiritual gifts of the saints who gave, have gone before us. We give thanks for the life of Martin Luther King Jr. and all who have modeled the way of courageous faith. God of grace, hear, hear our, our prayer. Since we have such great hope in your promises, O God, we lift these and all our prayers to you in confidence and faith through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And also, and also with, with you. you. Please take a moment to share a sign of peace. Uh, comment in the comment section on Facebook or YouTube. Uh, pick up your phone, make a phone call, uh, send a note. Find some way to share the peace of Christ with your church family today. And a reminder that uh, even in this time, uh, there are ways that you can support the mission and ministry of uh, Trinity Lutheran Church. Uh, you can give online. Uh, on our website, tlcmsn.org, and click on Online Giving. You can also mail in an offering to our mailing address, 1904 Winnebago Street. And we want to thank you for all of your uh, faithfulness uh, and passion for Trinity in this time. And we'll now hear our musical offering.
Let us pray. Blessed are you, O God, sovereign of the universe. You offer us new beginnings and guide us on our journey. Lead us to your table, nourish us with this heavenly food, and prepare us to carry your love to a hungry world. In the name of Christ our light. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. By the leading of a star, he was shown forth to all nations. In the waters of the Jordan, you proclaimed him your beloved son. And in the miracle of water turned to wine, he revealed your glory. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy One, the beginning and the end, the giver of life. Blessed are you for the birth of creation. Blessed are you in the darkness and in the light. Blessed are you for your promise to your people. Blessed are you in the prophets' hopes and dreams. Blessed are you for Mary's openness to your will. Blessed are you for your son Jesus, the word made flesh. We remember in the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body, given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks and gave for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. With this bread and cup, we remember your word dwelling among us, full of grace and truth. We remember our new birth in his death and resurrection. We look with hope for his coming. Come, Lord Jesus. Holy God, we long for your spirit. Come among us. Bless this meal. May your word take flesh in us. Awaken your people. Fill us with your light. Bring the gift of peace on earth. Come, Come Holy, Holy spirit. spirit. All praise and glory are yours, Holy One of Israel. Word of God incarnate, power of the Most High, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, we pray together as Jesus taught us. Our Father, Our Father in, in heaven, heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins 
as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. If you have uh, gathered elements for communion today, you are now invited to commune in your home. If you are gathered with other people, share these gifts with one another with the words, the body of Christ given for you, and the blood of Christ shed for you. If you are not with other people, then hear my voice as a voice from outside yourself, offering you this gift in the name of Jesus, the body of Christ given for you, and the blood of Christ shed for you. And if you do not have the elements on hand, or if you are electing to fast, then know that Christ is with you in the gifts of the word and community, and receive this blessing. Jesus loves you, forgives your sins. You are God's beloved child. Come to God's table. There is a place for you and enough for all. Now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in God's grace. Amen. We give you thanks, gracious God, for we have feasted on the abundance of your house. Send us to bring good news and to proclaim your favor to all, strengthened with the richness of your grace in your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. God, who leads you in pathways of righteousness, 
who rejoices over you and who calls you by now name. Bless your going out and your coming in today and forever. Amen. Go with Christ into a weary world. Share the good news. Thanks be to God. God.